There's greatness in this house because the Holy Spirit is in this house. The enemy tries to attack. He tries to knock us off base. He tries to knock us off our firm foundation. Jesus being our firm foundation. But let me say this. No matter what the enemy does, God is in control. God is in control. The enemy may come in, like I said last week, he may come in like a flood, but God will raise up a standard and he'll turn back the tide. What turns back the tide? What turns back all these negatives in our lives? What helps us individually and corporately? Because, see, I'm concerned with you not only individually, which I am concerned about your individual walk with the Lord. I'm also concerned about our corporate move and what we can do together. It's called faith. Faith makes the difference. It is the difference. It is the way. It's what the enemy doesn't want you to understand, and he wants to get you into such an emotional state that you will not walk in faith. You will not even think of faith. All you think about is what's going on in your emotions. And I'm speaking to somebody here. It's not just one, maybe many. We have allowed our emotions and the voice of the emotion to overcome the voice of the Holy Spirit. And we can't allow that. Because when that happens, faith starts to, starts to diminish until it's hard to even grasp it any longer. Everybody say faith. A man wrote once, he said this. He said, I have learned that faith means trusting in advance what will only make sense in the reverse. Trusting in the advance in that which will only make sense in the reverse. Hindsight is 2020. What you can see. It may not make sense now. It didn't make sense what Jesus did, but he knew exactly what he was doing. He did that for us and for our faith and for our walk with the Lord. As my wife has often said, she says, faith is easy in the short term. But let me just tell you what's not easy, the long haul. When things start to come against you and people start to talk to you and you end up in the emergency room, Faith is difficult, but that's when you've got to cut out the emotions and say, God, you are in control. No matter what happens, I know that you're in control. And then you have to understand that it's not a short run. It's not a sprint. It's a, it's a, it's a relay race. It's a long run. It's a cross country when we talk about faith. And I want to say this. It's easy and the beginning statements of this today, it's easy to tell someone how to have faith. Just got to have faith. But it's easy for someone to say, you just need more mo, more faith. When you're not the one going through the crisis. You're not experiencing what they are experiencing, so you tell them how you could do it. You're saying, in effect, I can handle this. And you got to be real careful with that because you might just have to handle it. You might just have to walk that path. So I asked the Lord about faith. I was just meditating on faith. And he said something so simple to me. It, I thought, Lord, 
Do you mean to say what you're saying about faith? Now listen to this. He said, you see, it's hard to have faith when you don't have belief. It's hard to have faith when you don't believe. And I'm thinking, what are you saying? He said, you can say you have faith, but if you don't believe, it's just a word. It's something you say to people because it becomes a, a Christian cl uh, cliche. Got to have faith. Got to learn to walk in faith. You got to be stronger. How many people know getting stronger means something? Does anybody tell me what you got to do to be stronger? You got to work out. You got to exercise. So a lot of people are going through things in their life that's causing them to exercise in their, in their, their spiritual structure. But it's hard to have faith when you just don't believe. You don't even trust in certain things. You see, the proof is not in the talk. The proof is in the walk. What do you mean? 2 Corinthians 5, 7 in the King James Version. For we walk by faith and not by sight. It's not what you're saying. It's what you're walking. It's what you're living out. It's what you're demonstrating. If you can't demonstrate it, then you don't, you don't possess it. If you say you're rich and I don't see any money, I, I don't believe it. If you say you're rich and I see you drive up in a car that, that's falling apart and your house needs mowing and it's, the gutters are hanging off, I don't know anybody that's rich that has, that has that. I don't. I mean, they take care of business. The reason they're rich is for a reason, unless they're trust, trust what do you call those, trust babies? Trust fund babies. And sometimes they squander that. But for those that really worked hard to get it, they know how to keep it. Because we remember back when we didn't have nothing. I remember it. So I'm just wondering something, just, just for, my, for my knowledge. If I said to you, Gerald, my hand in my pocket has got money in it, would you believe it? Okay, he just said something very important. Now, he just said a mouthful, and if y'all didn't hear him, could you say that a little louder? He said, because it's you, yes, let me tell you. When the Lord showed me that this morning, I started to jump in my spirit. He said, when, he said the issue is with faith is who's saying it. He knows if I say to him, I've got money in my hand, that he said, because it's me, he believes it. Because God said it, I can have faith. Why? Why? Because I know him. It's proof. He doesn't lie. He doesn't, the Bible says he's not a man that he should lie. So James, the second chapter, says some important things. James 2, verse 17. Remember that when I say that. Because, and I may touch on this in just a few moments, but you have to understand when a word of God is given to you, it's either a word of God or it's a word of man. Now, a word of man doesn't mean a whole lot other than there can be wisdom in a man's speech. But when you're talking about God's word, it changes things. It can take you from the, what they say, the miry clay where you're stuck and get you out of it. 
That's just what God can do. In James 2, verse 17, it says, Even so faith, if it hath not works. Faith has got to work. It's not just wearing a shirt, I've got faith. Or me saying to you, Val, i got faith. Or me saying to you, you've got to walk in faith. It's when I prove it. Proof. Proof when Scott Jackson was in, he's still praising God. When God saved his life last week when we prayed. And when he saw the other side. Do you have to understand when we pray prayers like that and God gets on the scene and touches something? touches people, you understand that God's listening. When I prayed for a little Christian this week, I didn't have to be there with him. You know why? I was with the one who made him. Y'all going to catch us in a minute. That's what faith is all about. I know who created everything. And when I call on him, he answers me. Why? I trust him. I trust him. Even so, faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. That means it's not working. A man may say, I have faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show you faith by my works. You believe, I'm just putting it in my own language now. You can say thou believest. You believe that there is one God. You do well. I've got faith. I believe in one God. <clears throat> the devils also believe and tremble. The devil even believes that, so you're not doing anything different than the devil himself. It goes beyond that. But will you not know, O vain man, that faith without works is, de is, works is dead? You've got to have the works of faith, the lifestyle of faith. Now, let me say this, too. Just because you have a Christian experience does not mean you're always going to act like Christ. You want me to leave that right there for right now and come back to it? Because that's an issue that we think that I'm a Christian. Well, Bishop's a Christian. I can't believe he did that. Why can't you? Why can you not believe that I did that? Because I'm a man. Can't you see what I am? That's what the song says. We are all flesh and blood. And that will not change until I get my glorified body. I want to leave that with you because I may come back to that in a moment. Will you not know, man, that faith without works is dead? Now, we need in our faith walk to have works. That means we've got to believe in what we believe in. Faith, God was so clear with that. He said, it's hard to have faith when you don't believe. So that means there's Christians that God was referencing that has faith but they don't believe. I know people that believe that God will touch Somebody, but not touch them. Well, not touch their body. I know people like that. God will help them, but not help me. And I'm going to tell you that's error. What you're saying is God doesn't have the ability to do it then. And he does. And why is it, why is it important? Because in Revelation 22, verse 12, he says, And behold, I come quickly. And believe me when I tell you, whenever Jesus makes a move, he comes quick. Someone said, Jesus... Jesus is on his way back. No, he's not on his way back. It don't take him that long to get here. I'm telling you, when he makes a move, you're going to know it. Listen to what he's saying here. And behold, I come quickly. 
So everything he does, he comes quickly. In a service like this, he comes quickly. He'll speak to you quickly. He'll help you <coughs> quickly. Now watch. Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. To give to every man according at his work, as his work shall be. My daddy one time, when he was a young man, I think he was probably, uh, I may have been born at the time in Greenville, South Carolina. I went there and preached at that church. Some of you were there when I preached. I went back and preached at the church where they dedicated me. It was the largest church in the Pentecostal movement at the time. And my granddaddy was the pastor of that church. I went back and asked the pastor, if I could minister there for a few nights, just because that's where I was dedicated and I wanted to kick off something for God there. Church was packed. It seated a thousand people. Y'all remember? Powerful night. Lame walked. God touched people. But in that same building, my daddy knelt when he was about 35 ish years of age, knelt in the office downstairs at Tremont Avenue Church. He knelt and he said, I'm through. I will never minister again. I'm through preaching. He said, God, I love you, but I'm watching charlatans and crooks. My daddy couldn't handle it. Things that he knew he shared with me that I won't share with you. But he kept watching and observing people. He said, but it looked like they were flourishing. And at that moment, he's kneeling there behind a leather chair, and on the other side appeared Jesus. Out here he came, and Jesus said, Son, preach my word, because I come quickly. He quoted him back. And, I will, and my reward is with me to give to every man according to his works. He said some other things to him. Daddy said for 20 minutes or more, every time he closed his eyes, he could see Jesus. It burned into his retina. He said, well, I don't believe any of that. Well, you have a right not to believe. But I can tell you it happened because I know my daddy. Preach my word. But here's what he's saying here in that verse. If there's no faith, you have to have faith. Now, watch this. You have to have faith to do those things. That are truly acceptable to God. And in turn it will bring you a reward. Without faith you're not going to do exactly what he wants you to do. Because you're not going to believe it anyway. I mean think about all you sitting here today. What if God asked you to do something. And you verify it in your spirit. And you have several other people pray about it. And you st it's verified. And it's something you really don't want to do. But you do it. Many times it's what. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe you, who wants you to give something. And you say, well, that can't be God. But it could be. It might. You never know. So in order for faith to really work in your life, if it works in your life, you need that in order to hear from God and to do those things he's asking you to do so there will be a reward. Salvation, you don't have to do anything to get salvation. But you have to do something to get rewards. And my rewards are with me to give to every man according to his deeds or works. Faith will always work. Say that back to me. But you have to develop it in yourself. 
It has to be developed. Just like people that are bodybuilders and lifting weights, you have to develop it in yourself. It's not in your head, it's in your heart. <coughs> Faith is something that must be, must be developed. As I think I said in the beginning of this, we all have a measure of faith. We have something to start out with, but we've got to build it. We have to develop it. I mean, you just don't walk out one day and do things that somebody that's been in, in, in the, in, in, working for God or in, in that way like they would do. You just don't do it. I mean, if you were a surgeon, and let's say you're a, you're a skilled surgeon, and you've done it for 25 years or more, and you know what you're doing, and I know Dr. Carrier does some surgery. You didn't wake up one day and say, I think, I'll be a sur- I think I'll go do surgery today. Did you? Did you wake up one day and say, I think I'll go be a doctor today? But how many years did you take to get to that point? Fifteen years of study. Fifteen years of staying up late at night. Fifteen years of partying. I mean, fifteen years of working hard. If you don't believe it, it's, it's a lot of effort and a lot of energy and a lot of work. So you didn't just wake up one day, I think I'll be a ma- I think I can do surgery today. I've not done it before, but I went to Google, I Googled it, and I got a video on it. So I think I'm going to go do some surgery today. I, 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 I believe I've got it in me to go, go cut out, help Gerald with his heart there. He's got a bad valve, and I think I can fix it. You may believe that, but if you get on that table, you're stupid. Why? Because I've not gone, here it is, the word, I've not gone through the process. I can say I've got it. I can say I'm a doctor. I can say I'm a surgeon, and I may be pointing toward it. But it doesn't mean I've gotten there until I've gotten the diploma and the experience. Faith is the same thing. You say, no, it's, no it's, it is the same thing. Just because we see a, a verse in the Bible and we say that's truth. That is truth. Man, I, I see that. That is a truth. And you say you believe in it. <clears throat> Doesn't mean that it's in your spirit. And that it will manifest in your life. It doesn't mean that. You have to develop it within yourself, in your heart, not your head, and have faith for those things. So simply, so just because you believe in a thing doesn't mean it's going to come to pass. The process. Everybody say the process. Here's what faith does. Mark it down. Faith lets me be who God said that I am. That's so simple. Faith lets me be who God said that I am, not the portrait man has painted. Not the portrait you have painted. So I'll ask this. Are we going to go by faith? Are we going to walk in faith? Identify with faith? Or are we going to believe the report of the Lord? I mean the report of the world or the report of man. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. The Bible says in Hebrews 11th chapter, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Some of the things I'll say in the next few weeks, you may have heard me say over time, and there's a reason for that, because I I stay in the Bible, and I can't say something that's outside the Bible. I can't make it up. 
Alan 1 and 3. Now faith is the substance of things. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So let's break it down right there. So what is it that you hope for? Well, you hope for the promises of God to come into fruition in your life. I need the promises of God. So is that what you hope for? All right. Now we've got that established. Well, for the promises of God or the Word of God to manifest in your life, whether it is healing, financial prosperity, or spiritual gifts, whatever it is, for it to become true in your life, hope, hope will never accomplish it. Wishing and hoping never cut it. But say it's necessary. It's necessary. you got to hope that you can ask somebody out on a date, but unless you go and ask them, hope is missed. Does that make sense? That's a little easier. Hope is, I, I, it gives me the strength to go ask, but hope did not ask that person, okay? But hope is important. Why? Because it's part of the process. I've got to hope. But your substance is not in hope. But hope is needful. For without hope, everybody say without hope, you have nothing for your faith to give substance to. You've got to have it. Like I go, I want to ask somebody out on a date. I got to have the hope that they'll say yes, or I'm not going to go and present myself. And that's what puts substance to it. So hope is what I've told you <coughs> years ago. Hope is a goal setter. That's where I want to be. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to accomplish. But that doesn't accomplish it. It's what happens in the process. Does that sound good? Let me break it down for you. And I've had this happen to me so many times, and some of you men have heard as I've prayed for people. They come into service, and we're praying for healing. And they'll come through the line, and I'm praying for people, and I'll say, do you know God can touch you? Do you know God can heal you today? And I hear them say, I hope so. Now, let me just say this. Hope is not going to heal you. It's just not going to cut it. Faith is what moves things. Faith is what changes things. And faith is what, like Gerald said, why would you have faith? Because I know who said it. And because I know who said it, I know it will come to pass. Does that make sense now? So, so hope is not going to heal them. But, everybody say but. Hope is what puts you in place to be prayed for. Hope got you in the line. Now you see in it? Hope gets you in the line, but faith is what heals you. It's so simple, but faith is difficult. Anybody tells you it's easy? It's not. Especially when the devil comes after you. Or some outrageous relative that's coming after you. Or your wife beating on you. I mean, sometimes it's difficult to have faith. But what you've got to say is, I know in whom I believe. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep me. You have to know it. In other words, when I come to God, I've come in hope. 
but I stand in faith. Say it back to me. I come in hope, but I stand in faith. Good. And that because people never quite grasp the processes of the law of faith, which we've uncovered that, that is a law, just like the law of gravity. It is a law. And we understand it really works. And we've, under, we've touched on confession where we confess a thing. When we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, that's vital. But just confession alone doesn't get it unless you have mixed it in the process with faith and believing in what God has said. But there are certain things in the law of faith. It never really comes, in my perspective, it doesn't come quick. Process isn't quick. Hear this statement. It's not about how much faith you have, but how long you'll keep it. I've heard people say, nothing's going to change my mind, Bishop. I am solid as the rock. Nothing's going to knock me off base. Oh, praise God. I know who and who I am. I know who I am in Lord. And all of a sudden, something happens. They're not in church for three or four weeks. And I call them, what's, what's the problem? Well, Bishop, you're not going to believe this. The old devil crept in and said a few things to me. I said, yeah, and you listened, didn't you? It's not hard to get knocked off base. I've watched it happen. It's happened to me. Has anybody else, it's happened to you? Don't lie. It's happened to you. So it's not how much faith you have, but how long you keep it. We are living in a time when our, where our faith is being tested and also despised. Am I right or wrong? You know it's the truth. So I say, keep on keeping on so you can obtain. So we've already heard about the surgeon. Let me say this. There is no quick path to becoming a successful anything. You name it. Lawyer, doctor, beggar man, thief. If you're going to be a beggar, you better be successful at it or you're going to go on old food. There's no quick path to becoming successful. You learn what will work and what will cause failure, and it is a process. Hear this. Faith takes hold of the hand of promise and brings them into the realm of existence. Takes hold of promise, God's promise, and brings it into the realm of existence where we can see it. And I've already said there's no quick path in faith. But let me say this. In that process, you can't get disappointed or frustrated. How many of everybody, let's be honest, have you ever been disappointed before? I have. You ever been frustrated before? Me. Did I blame God? No. It's all about me. It's all about me. When it comes to faith, you have to start where you are. Let me say this. The same is true in salvation. There's a difference in a newborn Christian and a mature Christian. And so, I want to say this for your edification today. <clears throat> Be real careful how you judge somebody that's a newborn Christian. Because they're going to say things and do things that you may not do. But they're, they're immature 
in their walk with the Lord. And as they mature, they're going to grow, and you're going to see them change. But don't you get involved in the process and mess it up. You'll never see this bishop do it. You'll never hear me do that. And I've hung around some pretty rough and tough people, but I just kept on showing them what's right. And I never, never said, I never preached to them. I just let them see who I was. I let them say, I want some of whatever he's got. I had one somebody say to me one time, because I was having such a good time, he said, whatever he's taking, I want to get some of it. And it was the truth. There's been times in my life I've been high on life because God is there. I've left service here before just as high, feeling good. And then the devil comes in and tries to knock it off. But the devil's not going to win. But there is no quick path. Say that. There's no quick path. And it, you develop it within yourself over a period of time. We learn the principles of faith. We learn how faith works. We learn not only how it works, Ron, but how it doesn't work. Because there are certain ways that faith doesn't work. And you'll learn what causes faith to move more rapidly or quickly in your life. You can mark this down. There's only one thing that I know that makes faith work faster. There's no shortcuts. There's no real shortcuts. What is that? It's an avenue where faith works faster, and this is it. When someone, it's when you hear the word, not hearing it from someone, but hearing the word from yourself. When you speak the word of God out of your mouth, faith will come to you more quickly. There's several verses I quote quite a bit to myself. You put it in Facebook today. That's something I quote constantly. I always say, Father, you are my strength and my song. You are my high tower. You're my rest. I go through the whole process with it. And that's Exodus 15 too, I believe. What are you saying, Bishop? Find a verse. Maybe that one, Exodus 15 too, this week. And whenever you're feeling down, just quote it. That simple part. Lord, you are my strength and my song. I don't care what's happening to me. Lord, you are my strength and my song. And you will deliver me. You will deliver me. Why? Because you're my strength and my song. And how can I believe that he said it? Or it will come to pass because I know who said it. I know who said it. He said, you're healed. I'm healed. If he says, dead, Lazarus, come forth, I'm coming forth. So if you really want faith to work in your life, you need to start saying it to yourself out loud. He will deliver me. All those are scriptures. He will deliver me. He is my rock and my salvation. He is the light of my life. He is my strong high tower. I say that quite often. So I keep quoting it. You say, but. I don't understand. You're just a man. No, no. I want you to hear this. If I give you a word from the Lord, and I may cover this next week, if I give you a word from the Lord, which I'm doing right now, if you'll start quoting it, you'll get stronger in faith. 
So I'll, I'll end with this, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by and hearing by the Word of God. So if it's true that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, then the Word has to be spoken.